The gang is all here for another edition of the DMV Sports Roundtable podcast. Frank Handrahan, Chris Chion, George Wallace, Jamal Bowens, back again for a yet another discussion on our Washington football team and plenty more. Uh, just absolute chaos and dysfunction. And we're only, what, five weeks into the Ron Rivera era. And I love these quotes coming out today on a Thursday about how Ron really has got the players' trust and everybody's feeling good. And I'm, I, I kind of backpedal for a second. And I look at their record and I look at the situation with their quarterback. And we talk about writing up a script, guys. Uh, writing up a script for the show a week ago, we were all saying the narrative has heavily been leaning on a return by Alex Smith to be the quarterback. So yet again, the focus is not necessarily on the Washington football team. It's on a great comeback. It's not necessarily on how pathetic this offensive line and the defense is. It's a Hollywood movie in the making. A couple weeks ago, it was Ron Rivera on Good Morning America. My frustration right now, and it seems like every show we lead with my frustration is, it's everything but what matters in terms of winning football games for the Washington football team. George Wallace covers this team. As of Thursday, Dwayne Haskins has not been seen by this football club. I argue he may never be seen or put on a uniform again. Tell me I'm wrong, George Wallace. I don't think you're wrong, my friend. I don't think you're wrong. I can see this being done. Look, I know it's it's not it's not it, it, if he's sick and if there is a serious issue, then that is that is a problem that they need to figure out. But you know, if he's not really sick and this is just um he's just carrying on like this, then look, you're not helping yourself. Forget this team, but you're not helping yourself around the NFL because if the word is out on you already that you are, you know, spoiled or, you know, you're bragging about your stats or you unfollow the team on social media and then you're pulling this. Now at this rate in the seat, at this rate in the week, I would like to think it is serious that he's really not feeling well and he's not there, but you are going to get people that think that that's not that that's possible that he's just, pulling it because of what has already transpired. If you are being that way and the word is out on you that you are that way, it's not going to help you if you go to another team. Right, Jamal? Come on, you're looking at me no, like... I, I see it totally different. I see it different. Because, yeah, I agree with the point that he's about as sick as Ferris Bueller was. Yeah. He's probably not sick at all. <laughs> but hmm. you've seen this team and you've seen other teams uh, pull this sort of thing. It's not always the player. Some you so you so you're telling me as an organization that he's well enough to get up, get in his car, go down there, yeah, take a COVID test, turn right back around like Grandpa Simpson when he saw Bart in the whole house. Oh, excuse me, uh, brothel, and <laughs> go right back out the door. So he's doing that every day. Are you come on now? Yeah, you, I, I get your point. You're putting on a play. I see it the other way because I've seen this organization and other organizations do the same thing. It's just like icing a kicker. And I think he's going to stay going home until the trade deadline comes up until yeah. they release him. But I don't think it's on him. Why would why would he come all the way over there? You get fined out every day. And I don't understand, Christian, why a team would come out and do what they have done to him in terms of demoting him to third string, saying that his work ethic stinks, and then try to trade him. You would just say, you know what, he's not our guy for our system right now. We believe he's got a lot of potential, yada, yada, yada. It makes zero sense to me why they are just killing this kid's 
not only his reputation, but his confidence and his trade value. What in the hell are you doing? I have no clue. You make millions of dollars to coach football and to also, you know, he inherited this mess and to be a PR firm in all in one. And he has failed on all fronts. Is Dwayne Haskins Christian going to be on this ball club by the trade deadline? Because I hear people saying that he's actually still going to play for this team. And I say they're crazy. Yeah, I don't think anybody is going to be acquiring Dwayne. Anybody who, any team that is looking for quarterback help, I think um, just they're not going with Dwayne as their answer, right? They're probably acquiring a quarterback because they're trying to make a playoff run, and Dwayne is a project. But my problem with watching or rewatching the Rams Washington football team game was Alex Smith didn't take any chances like at least Dwayne against the Ravens they weren't great and I think he played and we've talked about how he played not to lose but at least he tried to get the ball downfield a little bit all I saw Alex Smith do was try to dump the ball off to JD McKissick and look absolutely frantic in the pocket I mean Dwayne at least stands there a little bit more firm than Smith did I just uh I don't Frank know the answer to why they're <laughs> sabotaging Dwayne's uh, maybe because they found an avenue and they found little holes. And I was joking on Sunday. I think, you know, the, the bragging about the statistics, whether that's true or not, this team's leaking all this stuff. Right. They want to make Dwayne look bad almost so they, they can justify their decision. It's just yeah. stupidity when you invested a first round pick in the guy last year. And if, if this narrative is correct or whatever, I really don't care because, again, we've all been 22-23. He's in his second year. Uh, if he is such a hassle and such a, a, a negligent uh, teammate, then just deactivate him, whatever, which is basically what they're doing. Right. This whole narrative of first one in, last one to leave just 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 shapes my butt because Alex Smith stunk. And we can't say it because of his bad knee, but I'm saying it or his leg. Let's be honest. He was terrible. But this whole narrative, oh, but he was still the first one in on Monday morning. I don't care. I just don't care. The, the thing is this, and there's, there's a whole lot to go with what you two guys just said. Uh, number one, in this, this the way this offseason has gone, the way the season has gone, I think you're any team to get rid of a young player or, or even to coach anybody, uh, you're a little hasty. Because no one can be judged fairly given this offseason, given how the season is going. We're having outbreaks in the middle of the season. Nothing is normal about this. So you have a kid who was pressed into duty last year, started late uh, at the end of the year, his first real offseason, knowing he was going to be the starter and you're dealing with COVID. None of this is normal. So I, I find it very hard to be able to judge him on that i don't think anybody should whether it's him whether it's a coach or a gm or a veteran anybody but with the alex smith thing uh he's going to be I, I was i hated to see him take those hits but he took them and i really think rivera got the that's the quarterback he wanted he was trying to skip through everybody else to see if alex was healthy enough to get him out because really i mean my heart of hearts i believe that's who he wanted but right. no one in this offense at quarterback can take any shots. This offensive line 
blocks long and not not even long enough for you to take a shot at tequila, not let alone a shot down the field. It's not going to work. So, of course, Haskins would check down Charlie, and that's just what Alex does. And that's that's what Allen does. They did not throw the ball no. past 10 yards, maybe two attempts. Their completions were six yards. So in that, look, outside of McLaurin, the rest of your wide receivers are obsolete. It's going to be McLaurin, McKissick, and Gibson. They're the only ones that can make something happen after the catch. I don't know. Right now, McLaurin is the last week. He was a leader or one of the leaders in yards after the catch. McKissick thrives in it. We saw that before the weather got back. Gibson thrives in that. But everybody else is going to be obsolete unless, unless uh, the uh, Turner does something about his offense. Well, you know, defenses are going to sit back in the cover two or prevent, keep everything in front of them. They're going to be predictable for a long time. Georgie, so they're going back with um, Kyle Allen this week, right? Yep. That's the word. Okay. Yeah, he's ready to go. He look, he's 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 back. But the Rivera, I thought it was interesting. He was uh, not happy with the uh, the way that he when he got hurt. Number one, what he was trying to do on that play, you know, actually make an extra play, whatever. But you put yourself in danger, and then you force Alex Smith in the game. But as Jamal said, and as I said last week, I think that is the ultimate goal with this team. What he wants. Let me ask you this before we get off of Dwayne Haskins. Let me ask you this: Yeah, if you know, as he told JP this week, he's had enough time. It wasn't just four weeks. He's had the off season. Okay, he didn't have any game in training camp, but he's seen enough. If why is it not good enough for you? And is it because of the narrative that Rivera maybe was trying to spin since he got here for he, for you to for him to just say, "Look, I've seen enough. It's four weeks. Yes, it's not an entire season, but I think we can win. And I'm going to make a quarterback change. I'm the coach. End of story. Oh, if that was it. That'll be fine. But it was okay. the leaks and stuff. But you know what? And this this is the question I have for you, George, because after Bruce Allen and company left, Asburn was supposed to be like a pair of Huggies. No leaks. What the hell's going on now? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Where are the leaks coming from? I, uh, you know, I, I think maybe you've got somebody in the building like Kyle Smith, who was here last year, who did not like Dwayne Haskins. Or didn't it was, or I shouldn't, I don't mean like him. He wasn't part of the staff that wanted to draft him. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be a situation. We haven't heard from Doug Williams, by the way. They have. I no, feel, no. I haven't heard from Doug all season. He has not been on a practice field once. I don't know. Oh, what wow. he is. I have no idea where Doug is. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's every it's everything. It's everything but the actual game. And let's get to that. The New York Giants, who just uh, almost beat Dallas. Tough loss for the Cowboys with no Dak Prescott. Uh, mm-hmm. They. Took an L on the road. They put up like 34 points. I know they struggle offensively. Uh, They'll be in – is it – the game's up in Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it is up in Jersey. Uh, That's how weird it is with this COVID thing because we don't even know where the game is because it really doesn't matter in terms of home field advantage. Right. Uh, So the Giants, 0 for – looking for their first win. Uh, Washington football team, only a slight three-point favorite, so they're actually given a chance. No, no, they're underdogs. They're underdogs, weren't they? What did I say? You said I meant the Giants were three-point favorites. My yeah. mistake. And that is actually a big mistake. You don't want to utter those words incorrectly for some of those. Out, out well, there. you know what? They play them twice in three weeks, if I'm not. Oh, is that right? We've got the Giants and then Dallas and then right after that, the Giants again. Yep. So it, it's after the bye, after these the games, but eh. it's, it's, well, uh, it's a race for a top five pick once again. And we're battling with the Giants of who's going to get 
Uh, I think the Jets are going to streamline to number one pick because they are horrendous. And yeah, what, uh, what do you think about the spread this week? Fair, accurate, as the Giants are minus three and a half? Seems like it's remained at three. I think it's fair, and uh, it's a game that I would totally stay away from. You know, I try to adhere to, in my betting career, I've tried to adhere to one philosophy. Don't bet teams that suck, and they both suck. I'm going to look for other action on the board. I don't know how this is. You know, you tell me you absolutely have to make a pick. I'm going with the Washington football team because I think with Chase Young, the pass rush is at least there to make Daniel Jones make bad mistakes like we've seen him do. That, That Pittsburgh game on Monday night stands out to me vividly how if you get enough pressure on this guy, he will still throw it into traffic. And I think that's probably the difference in why Washington wins. But I wouldn't put no faith into them actually winning. <laughs> and, George, let me ask you this, because I saw them. there were some tweaks at practice today along the offensive line. Uh, Sadiq Charles was in for Wes Martin. Sheriff is back. I know you, you tweeted the other day they have, you know, 21 to 22 days to – evaluate if they if he's healthy enough but christian charles rulier possibly uh sheriff and moses is is that what we can be looking at sunday yep i think it's good that you see charles back out there i think he's getting closer and closer now i didn't go out there today i didn't see that but i saw the uh, tweets about it but yeah look i mean we figured i figured four weeks or so for charles and now we're what are we one in five because week six coming up so i think i mean I, i think he's very close yeah well that would be that would be help I would have hoped to see him at guard at, at left tackle, but you know, baby steps. But right. Wes Martin is as big as he is, he's getting pushed around everywhere. And he can't say that. So maybe Charles and you put in Sheriff, you add some athleticism at the guard spots. Hopefully, you know, that'll give uh Allen and probably Smith, because I think we're gonna see him sooner than later. Because that's what yeah. Ron wants in his grand design. But I think that gives maybe that gives him a little more athleticism. And you know, we see more counterplays, something. But these guys on the defensive end, when are we gonna do something about Collins and Apke? Good question. I like, how Rivera called him out. I like how Rivera called out Collins the other day. He know? should yeah. for all the money he's making. Yeah, yeah you know, and I, I think that you know his comment about I gotta talk to the coaches about that. Apke's just he just had you know, they took a chance at training camp on him, but he just hasn't but, paid Exactly. I understand that. And I didn't understand if he was that good or Sean Davis was just that bad in camp. Yeah. I get that. Uh, that should be a, a two to three game process. Now, like you said, we're hitting, in, you know, week six and as we, he was still there. So I don't know if you just don't have any options. Uh, there's a guy called Earl Thomas just hanging around somewhere, but I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure why you are there, why you have such a short leash on the quarterback but let some of these defensive players linger. That's a great point, man. And that to me is there's just, I think there's so much more to the story than what is being led to believe. Mm -hmm. I think uh, when Georgie brought up the fact the agent tweeted about the the situation and how there's talent lacking on sides of the ball, I don't think that helped at all. So I think there there had to have been a little something more to this story. And that's what makes me just raise my eyebrow every day when he doesn't show up for (laughs) – for practice because he's sick. Hey, I'm not Doogie Hauser, but if somebody's been out for five to six days, they should probably go to the hospital, right? Exactly. You should be admitted to a doctor. 
But if you're hurt, and that was changed up because today I saw flu symptoms. Yesterday it was something uh internal, gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal. So <laughs> what what is it? See, that's how I know this this BS. That's how I know this BS. And George, I get your point about the player, but uh, you know we've been around this thing too long and seeing these shenanigans too long. Exactly. This stinks of what this team has been doing for decades. And I don't put that past them. This is some Bruce Allen stuff right here. Exactly. It doesn't change it. Um, before we shift gears real fast, your, your predictions for uh, uh, Sunday with the WFT at the Giants. I'm going to go with the home team. Giants looked all right against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking them. You can't go wrong betting against the Washington football team. Maybe a couple pushes here and there. But last week, the Rams minus seven and a half was an absolute lock. And when, when Alex Smith came in, I mean, I was already counting my money, theoretically. <laughs> G, go ahead. Oof, let's uh, <laughs> the So I'm going to go with Washington wins 24 to 23. Wow. Uh, again, I just – I don't think the Giants are really anything special defensively. And yeah. – I think there's an opportunity here for some points to be scored, even for this disgustingly inept Washington football team offense and historically bad in terms of the stats. I think they actually put up 24 points somehow and win by a point. I don't know offensively. I know defensively, uh, just like I, I said, there was some tweaks on the offensive line. On the defense of the, of the linebackers, there's another spot that Rivera and Del Rio especially – was not very happy with. Uh, I think Holcomb was cited. It was Holcomb, uh, Pierre, and you have SDH were all in there. You might see those three as opposed to uh, Bostic or maybe Thomas Davis. But I, this, hey, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think the Giants have enough up front with Leonard Williams and company and Dexter Lawrence to challenge i don't care what kind of tweaks they make because it's the first week they're going to make it with charles has not played an nfl game ever uh if sheriff does play he's just coming back and uh you know the rest are, are the same so i i think it's going to be let, let's say 17 14 i will lean in the favor of the uh wtf but i think the defenses are going to make the difference in the game these off neither offense i have any faith in whatsoever also, Freeman looks a little, he looks decent. I think Freeman might have a decent game, but it's going to be about the defense in this game, not the offenses. Are we getting to the point where it's almost like uh, we're not surprised at all if anybody gets coronavirus and we're almost, uh, I'm, I'm not mm. going to use the word like numb to it, but when a guy like Saban in Alabama gets it, his athletic director gets it, but they're still playing games at uh, Florida has a, 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 a rash break after the coach says he wants 90,000 at the swamp. Right. Like the disconnect is amazing to me. Like it is just, it's mind numbing quite didn't frankly. His, didn't his wife have it? Didn't Mullen's wife have it? I don't know about that. If he did, then. Yeah, I thought his wife had it. But um, the games are going on. That's, you know, life yeah. is going on. Games are going on. Uh, Alabama plays this weekend, right? Is is there Georgia? Actually, who are they playing? Georgia. Georgia. Yep. Is is Saban actually going to be like up in 
He shouldn't be. He needs to be at home. He can't. He's got to be at home and have no communication. That's the rule. Oh, is that the rule? Okay. By the way, Georgia, we didn't get your Giants WFT prediction. Ugh, I don't know. (laughs) Nobody wants to do this. We have to. So I mean, it's so pride. If they have any pride, they just go win the game on Sunday, right? If they have anything to play for, I mean, you lose this game and you start talking Trevor Lawrence, right? Right? Who's with me? Uh, yeah. Why not? Look, you're talking somebody. But, I mean, to me, what do you what do you win, like last year, what do you win the games for? To do what? Right. Well, to didn't they lose the, the Giants beat them last year and lost the chance for Chase Young? That's that's fine. I That's wonderful. Well, let's get some more Chase Youngs and let's build the team up. I say they they win because I think it's going to be a defensive battle, but it's going to be like 17-14. What do you got? Uh, all right. I'll give you I'll get I, I I'm gonna give them one more chance. I'll go 2017 and they win the game. 20 oh. to 17. All right. They cover and win the we game. Both, we, we both got them by three. I think it's gonna be a defensive uh the defense are gonna have more to do with this than the offenses. Defense has to make a play, right, Chi? Come on, you with me? Yeah, I predicted a 24 to 23 score. I think that um, there's a very good chance that we could see Daniel Jones getting sacked by Chase Young and then uh, SDH picking it up and scoring a touchdown, redeeming himself from getting um, made look silly by Daryl Henderson last week against the Rams. That being said, I don't know what uh, Jack Del Rio was doing, having a linebacker on uh, an explosive running back like Henderson in coverage. But that's another point. This Washington football team defense has been uh, extremely disappointing, but luckily they have a nice matchup where maybe they can make up for it this week. But you're right, Jamal. Devontae Freeman has looked kind of like a little bit of a renaissance man there. uh, I'm going to say that the other issue we're going to have is Evan Ingram. Shepard probably won't play this week. So that means Evan Ingram is you got Slayton and Tate. I'm not too worried about them. Uh Evan Ingram is probably going to get those linebackers fits. And we've always had problems with tight ends for the last, I don't know how many years. But he's actually healthy and he had a nice little game last week against Dallas. They have much better linebackers than we do. So I think Evan Ingram's gonna uh he's he's gonna be he's gonna take a uh, Jesus, I love him. He's gonna be a factor in this game. Well, we had Morgan Moses today, George. He said, hey, the NFC East is still wide open. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it is wide open. Andy Dalton. No, I, th- I think I think Philly is actually going to settle the hell down because everybody else is, is horrible. You don't have to be that much worse than no better. Uh, if Wentz settles down, they're starting to get people back. And once the offensive line gets back settled, and they'll they'll be fine. But I think that once they get back, uh, people off of injury reserve and guys that are nicked up, they are still uh, head and shoulders ahead of, uh, ahead of the rest of this division, especially without Dak. Yeah. I mean, Andy Dalton. Hey, look, you know what? Andy Dalton could have the comeback of the year. You don't know. Who knows? No, Alex Smith has already won that. He's already just last week sealed it. Has already won it. Oh yeah. But uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Until Dak comes back and does his thirty for thirty, and then he comes back, and then he's going to top Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be the race. Who's going to have the best comeback? I don't know why we got here, but that's where we are. LeBron James is a champion again. Did you guys? Oh, watch that? Did anybody watch it? No. The ratings are really down. No. NBA, you know? No. 
it's it's not the same. We've had this conversation over and over again, and the the, the bubble experience, like I said before, is just like watching the Big Ten or the ACC tournament or you know the Big East tournament. You're in a, a, a space. Everybody's in the same place. You're on neutral territory, except for Orlando, who got bounced, and uh, and and pretty much that's it. You lose everything that comes with a playoff series. Like we said, I talked to you about this before, uh, Frank. We when we look at we look at X's and O's, we look at different things, matchups. When we talk about playoff series, the next thing we talk about is they've got to go play here. You've got to go to Toronto. You've got to go here, and the home court advantage comes in handy. You don't have that here. You're on neutral ground, so I, I don't. It, it doesn't have the same as any other playoff series. So uh, congrats to them. They won, but eh. Let me ask you this. Have you guys noticed, like, when I watch a game now live, let's say we're watching the Rays and the Braves or whatever, Rays and the uh, Astros, right? And they'll show, like, a highlight from a couple years ago, and now it's weird for me to see fans in the stands. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, right. It's, It's funny how your brain and your eyes get used to something. Um, so quickly, but we would love to see fans back. And to your point, like if I watched the NBA Finals online, they didn't have as much of the fake crowd noise being pumped in. So you really just heard like the actual sound and the ambiance of what was going on at the gym. And it was just like an AAU tournament. It was so right. weird because you hear the squeaker, sneaker squeak, you could hear the whistles, and you really didn't hear the crowd noise. So it was it's such a league with superstars. So it's almost like guys that are uh really role players and not that good can shine because the, the pressure really you don't feel that pressure from the crowd at right. all like I, I mean i'm old but i remember playing in in games where you felt the pressure because you didn't want to fail in front of people and there you, you threw that out the window because all you have is your scorekeepers your refs and your media people and so, you had bench players that you yeah. see from some from a uh, series to series that play great at home then when you get on the road they yeah. tend to disappear just done yeah yeah, and so far in the NHL and the NBA, uh, both of the best teams won the title. So you might be right. It's more of a test of who is actually the best constructed team, and you're taking out elements of crowd noise and emotion and things of that sort. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing, too, I I, uh, I wanted to bring this up earlier when we were talking about, Frank, when you let off the show, basically saying, yeah, yeah so – George, sometimes you go on Twitter and you live in the comments. It's a very nasty place to live. But uh, George tweeted out this morning about how the team hired uh, Julie Andrew Jensen as the uh, SVP of external engagement communications and the Sean DeBarberi guy, whatever. And and the, the comment on George's tweet was, what sounds like more ways to improve cash flow instead of the personnel being thrown out there on Sundays? Frank, you're right. This team does almost everything it seems like it can to, like, distract from the fact that the football team itself yeah. is horrible with all these, like, announcements and whatnot. Like, who cares? Who cares? No one cares. It's a joke I quoted by saying, boring. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah. Well, you did too, yeah. But that, that was a joke, though, George. You know I was joking, but it, I, like for the was a day, like I don't want to hear this. Sean gave us a heads up early this morning. He goes, "Hey, we've made a great hire. You guys are gonna love her." And he goes, "And I'm just gonna be the football guy, which is what I've really always wanted." He goes, "I've dealt with a lot of stuff. It lasts me a decade." This, you know, he was the number three guy last year. Sean was, then Tony left, and Zena yeah. left. Now Sean's the top guy, and he can just deal with football. But they made another hire. 
But it, it's like, okay, when they do that, it, it's fine now. How long is this person going to be here? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because I thought uh, when they got La Femina, I thought that was, okay, that's a smart move. Okay, on that side, that's great because people are not coming out. Uh, he, he's going to bring innovative ways to bring people back to the stadium. And what had it was a mass exodus after that. I will tell you this, guys, Georgie, Chris, Jamal. I promise you this. If the WFT came to any of us and offered us a job, I would say, do not take it. And I'm being dead serious. You do not want if you were offered me the chance to construct the lineup or the roster like Madden, the dream of my my whole life, I'm probably taking it. It's going to end poorly. Look, it is an effort in futility. As much as I love this team and have followed this team my entire life, uh, I tend to agree with Frank now. Would I turn down anything that was a job for the NFL? Hell no. But in the back of my mind, I would definitely be thinking like, man, where's my contingency plan? Because this ain't going to last long. I agree. It's true. It's like like, I I don't understand why – we continue to give this team any sort of benefit of the doubt. It, it astounds my brain. We've been covering this team for so many years, and it's like the same old cycle, and we get fooled once, and then we get fooled twice, and we get fooled three times, and everybody says Ron Rivera is this great culture guy, and literally five weeks in, he's destroyed his entire reputation in my mind. <laughs> like, he's blown it already. Like, bro. George, let me ask you this. Because what he said after the game last week, I, I, I didn't understand it. And I can't remember. The, he said like three or four different things that all contradicted each other. Yes. If you haven't been a player, don't question me. Uh, we want to develop young guys. We want to win ball games, but we want to keep guys safe. What are, what the hell, what are you talking about? I, don't know. No, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's that's I think that's the problem is the mixed messaging. I think that's what gets everybody a little <laughs> fired up about it is because <clears throat> like if he just says we're going, I mean, cause you can't, the th- and the thing that kills me, like I've said before, you can't tell guys in that locker room with guys that are playing on their last, you know, year or whatever, you can't tell them we're not going to try and win football games. I'm sorry. You're professional. You can't, right. you cannot do that. You can say all you want. You're going to try and develop guys and that's fine. And if they try to develop Dwayne and Ron Rivera seen enough after 11 weeks, I have no problem with that making the switch. The problem is you can't come out one week and say, and you're pulling guys because you don't want to get hurt and not using your timeouts. Then you go down and use timeouts the next day. So, yeah, I, I understand where the where the confusion is. But then I go back to the point where, look, it's his gig. He's the head coach. He wants to make a change to try and win games. You got to do it. I, I mean, that's just my that's just me. You know, and the, but the thing is this, and it, this the, the way he's coming, like I was on board 100% all the way uh, when he was hired. But now within these these first five weeks, you start to go back and look at his track record. And like Frank, you brought this up when he was first hired. Take those three those three years out of there with Cam and uh, probably the best defense in football at the time. Uh, outside of that, he's got a losing record. Yeah. He's got three stellar years with Cam in his prime, and probably one of the best defenses they were playing at that time. Outside of that, it ain't too much to scream about. No. So what are we getting? 
and I, I understand what he's going through. And, you know, is there a little bit, let me ask you this, George, because I, I, I thought this last week or the week before when I saw him come out in the half and be on the bench when the half started, do you think it's a good idea for him to coach from the booth? Oh, because he was sitting there because of, uh, he looked drained? Yeah. I mean, I, I think Pagano did it early on and he could still do it. Uh, there have been a lot of coaches who, you know, for whatever health reasons, they just went to the booth. Do you do you think that's a good idea going forward? Or does it send a mixed message? I don't know. I, I don't know if 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 you try is it either all or nothing? Like do you pull the plug and take a couple weeks off and have then just instead of having that confusion from up top and trying to get yeah. someone else to talk this and this, you just have Del Rio run the show and then just kind of take a step back? Or, you know, is it I don't know. I have no idea if if he'd be able to do it from up top and just get be the have it full effect. I think they're coming up. I what I read earlier. Uh, I think the twenty six. He's coming up on his last phase. Yeah, next week. Uh, one more round of chemo, and then seven uh, more of the other treatments. So I guess you're getting down to the last leg of it. But you know, for him to be coaching. Uh, he's on Good Morning America, and he's doing. He did all that press stuff early, uh, before they they hired a president, and to deal with the Dwayne Haskins situation, it just seems like a lot. Now, I I don't think anybody will look at me any different if he just went to the booth for a game or two. Bill yeah. Real can stalk the sidelines. He's done that before, and probably be just as effective with his energy. But you know, it's, it's just a, it's an idea just because when they came out. They came out every every first half, they, they're flat. Except for last game, then they still got blown out. But you come back out in the second half to make a run, and he's on the bench. Um, Before we wrap things up, I got knocked out in my survivor pool, if anybody wants to know. Who'd you have? Goddamn San Francisco. Yeah. Damn it. Here's a tip. Hey, Chion, you know what you do? If you're still alive in your survivor pool, what you do is every week you bet on the other team plus the points. That's what you do. Should have bet big on Miami plus nine at San Francisco. Knock me out. Is there anything yelling and screaming at you for this weekend like the Titans did the other night for me? That's why I wasn't at the ATM at 11.58. For Survivor or no, just any, anything this weekend? Any locks? Because I – you know, I need to get back on the winning track. Here. Bengals, Bengals. I think Bengals uh, can potentially beat the Colts. I just the, don't take put too much stock into watching that game against the uh, Ravens last week. Ravens have the most ferocious, ferocious pass rush in the NFL, and the Bengals have one of the worst offensive lines. They were not going to generate any sort of offense that entire day. That being, and I don't think the Colts, however, are on the same end of the spectrum when it comes to the Ravens. I don't think their defense is as strong, and I think. Uh, the Bengals can run on them, and Burrow can throw for a couple of uh, scores and keep it close. So Bengals all the way is my Bengals. Yeah, yeah, you know what? And, and just to the X's and O's point, because you know I'm not a gambler. I don't think Darius Leonard is going to play this week for uh, for the Colts, and he's probably the best defensive play they have right now. Okay. So hopefully Joe Mixon is probably he's a little banged up. I don't know what the hell's going on with AJ Green, uh, but Tyler Boyd and Higgins. Those are probably the best bets. It seems like T.Y. Hilton and uh, oh, jeez, what, what's what's the quarterback again? Oh, Philip Philip Rivers. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, I feel like old time. I don't remember his damn name. <laughs> but they don't seem to be on the same page, and I'm not sure what's going on with that offense. So I would I would probably agree with Chi on that. That uh, I think the Bengals offensively have a little bit more to edge them out, and the Colts. I, I'm not sure what they're doing. All right, fellas, uh, let's continue to watch for Dwayne Haskins if he ever will appear at uh, Washington Football Park ever again. We recorded this on a Thursday. Probably not. No sign of Dwayne, and I'm gonna. I would. I would bet we have not. We have seen the last of him. I, that's my prediction. It's over, baby. It's over, and so is our show. Thanks for checking us out, DMV Sports Roundtable Podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right.